Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. If you've just come through a difficult period in life, or if you're still in it, the thought of change may be a terrifying one. Because when you're struggling with all your might to simply maintain equilibrium, you're generally not embracing the notion of change. Change is challenging. Change is hard. Change demands focus and energy. Change is frightening. It sometimes positions you to stay in the bed and pull the covers up over your head. Know that change is the best thing for you right now. Yes, right now, especially right now, even after what you've gone through or are still going through. As Benjamin Franklin wrote, when you're finished changing, you're finished. That's pretty powerful. American writer Richard Bach, author of Jonathan Living Seagull, echoed much the same sentiment when he penned, here is the test to find whether your mission on earth is finished. If you're alive, it isn't. Powerful. If you're listening to this, your mission isn't finished. And here's the good news. Everything you've been through or are still going through has prepared you for what lies ahead in some very compelling ways. If you think you're not up to the task and can't muster the energy, think again. As yoga master Bikram Chaudhary said, never too old, never too bad, never too late, never too sick to start from scratch once again. That's you. You're never to anything, beat up, exhausted, torn, battered, broken, weary, damaged, to start from scratch again. In fact, the change involved in starting over will transform your life and allow you to reinvent your adversity. Motivational coach Bob Proctor said very openly, it doesn't matter where you are. You are nowhere compared to where you can go. Allow me to repeat that. It doesn't matter where you are. You are nowhere compared 
to where you can go. Before we get into all the benefits of change, let me hit the pause button for just a minute. Because before you can dive in and start to make the critical changes that will help you, there are two things you need to do. Don't worry, there are just two. This isn't rocket science and it won't overwhelm you, but it's imperative. Ready? First of all, figure out how you contributed to your adverse situation. Hold on, you contributed to the adversity? Yes, you did. How can I say that without even knowing what you've gone through? Because it always applies. Somehow, you had a part in what happened. Your part may have been very passive, but it was still your part. Maybe you gave someone else your power. Maybe you weren't engaged in the situation. Maybe you simply didn't see the handwriting on the wall. When I suffered a cataclysmic set of events that led me to losing my company and pretty much everything else, I didn't actively do anything to cause all of that. So what did I do? I wasn't engaged enough to know that my CFO was keeping two sets of books and not updating the main system. I let the thing slip through my fingers because of my blind trust in someone else. Don't get me wrong by asking that you identify your contribution to the downfall. I'm not asking that you get bogged down in the trenches or wallow in guilt. I'm suggesting you ask yourself a crucial question. What could I have done differently? Until you figure that out, it will be tough for you to get what you need from the situation. And as a result, tough for you to move beyond it. Here's another reason why figuring out your role is so valuable. And this one swings to the opposite end of the spectrum. Until you figure out how you contributed to the situation, you may have the mistaken impression that it was all you. No, 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 it wasn't. When you're stuck in the quicksand of adversity, it's easy to think it's all about you, to feel alone and abandoned, to discount the other people involved, whether directly or indirectly, and what it's doing to them. Once you try to determine what you did to cause the whole thing, you'll get a clear and accurate assessment of it all, and you will realize it involves at least one other person. And with a firm grasp on that, you'll have a much better idea on where to go from here. And as you go through that entire process, remember you are human and you won't always do everything right. Be gentle with yourself. And here's the second thing you need to do. Do something now. You've heard the old saying, good things come to those who wait. Well, that's simply not true, at least not when it comes to adversity. You can't wait for things to resolve themselves. You need to move and move quickly to get beyond it all. I have faced some pretty stiff adversity off and on from the time I was in elementary school. For a long time, I didn't even recognize it as adversity. I thought that's just the way life was. As a result, I wasn't really told how to overcome it. Instead, I learned out of necessity how to adjust to it and move on with my life. 
I'd like to share some of what you need to do right here and right now. The first is to accept the things you cannot change. You're going to get very frustrated if you spend a whole lot of time and energy trying to change something that is out of your capacity to change. Along with that, realize that starting over is okay. Instead of focusing on what you might have to lose, start over with gusto. The visionary Steve Jobs in addressing Stanford graduates in 2005 said, remembering you're going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There's no reason not to follow your heart. As you move to action, decide that you will control your own destiny. You want to involve the guidance and direction of God, of course, but vow right now to take charge. Prioritize. Decide what's most important and take things one at a time and laugh. Laugh a lot, even at yourself. Laughter is good for the soul. As you start down the road to reinventing your adversity, don't give up. If you're not successful with your first try, try again. Know that failure can be good, so keep trying. Hockey great Wayne Gretzky famously said, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. Don't let the failure to act take you completely out of the game. Andre Gid, winner of the Nobel Prize in Literature for his sensitive examination of the human condition, sagely pointed out, and I quote, man cannot discover new oceans unless he has the courage to lose sight of the shore. Your job right now is to stop clinging to the familiar, to get in that boat and roll with all your might away from the shore that has swept you into riptides of adversity. Once you've acknowledged your part in the adversity and determined to take immediate action, once you've acknowledged your part in the adversity and you're determined to take immediate action, it's time to focus on change. As we've already established, change is hard. It's a challenge. It demands energy and it's often slow, mind-numbingly slow. But it's also a good thing, an incredible thing to embrace as you reinvent your adversity. Let's look at some of the reasons why change is such a good thing. Change is good for one. Change pushes you out of your comfort zone. You know what it's like in the comfort zone. Things are easy. Change boots you right out of that comfort zone and requires you to do something new and different. Along with pushing you out of your comfort zone, change helps you figure out who you really are. With those changes, you'll find that your mind expands. You'll figure out what you can handle and what you can't. Knowing your limitations as well as your possibilities help you build a better path moving forward. As you embrace change, you'll find you are becoming more flexible and adaptable. There will still be occasional chaos in your life, but you will confront it with greater confidence. So that you can handle it in a positive way. Change brings on new perspectives, experiences, and opportunities. All of these are powerful and will teach you valuable lessons you could never have imagined. It could go on, but here's the bottom line. 
You can hear all about change from now until the end of time. But until you are inspired and empowered to do it, nothing is going to happen. And your willingness to change will come when you realize that nothing is going to happen until you make a move. And when will you make a move? You will make a move when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. There are lots of reasons you may be hesitant to make a move to change. Maybe you don't think you have what it takes. You do. You may blame it on your race, on your upbringing, and so forth and so on. Or how about this one? I wish I had a dollar for every person I've heard blame their dysfunctional family for their current miseries. Newsflash. You may have been temporarily imprisoned in a really tough family situation, but that doesn't have to be your life sentence. When you think about real change, allow me to illustrate the decision to change with a fun analogy about a candy store. When you walk into a candy store, you find out everything in the store has a price tag, just like everything in life has a price tag. Now you have to make a decision. How much are you willing to pay for what you want? Are you willing to pay a lot for the finest chocolate in the store? Maybe a Godiva bar. Or do you want to pay a little less and settle for the chocolate that's maybe not quite as good, but good nonetheless? Could that be a Cadbury bar? Or maybe you don't want to spend much of anything, so you're willing to settle for a basic kind of chocolate. Could that be a Hershey bar? And you're leaving the store with your Hershey bar clutched in your hands. You think, hey, who's counting? At least I got chocolate. The decision is completely up to you. The minute you enter the store and scan the shelves, you decide what you're willing to pay and what you will get in return. The minute you realize it's time to move beyond your situation, you Focus on that spot on the horizon, one away from the shore, and decide how much is it worth to reach that spot. Life is like a game. When you're sidelined by adversity, your job is to do whatever is necessary to get back in the game. If you wait, if you fail to act, if you just pause in the hope that something better will eventually come along, you're saying you no longer want a place in the game. You're even taking a risk that the game may end before you get back in. When you decide that you're going to be the one to make the winning shot, you leap off that sideline and grab the ball. Let's look at it this way. Every single second in life represents the chance for a new beginning. Every single second is an opportunity for you to intentionally choose the direction of your thoughts, words, actions, and path. Best of all, every single second is a new possibility for you to let go of the thing causing you distress, to begin to pull out of the adversity that has been holding you back. Here's what that means. Every day consists of 86,400 seconds. 86,400 chances to decide to move, to make a fresh start, to forge a new reality, to redefine your future. For those who really know me, I love to examine the lives of real people 
who set an incredible example for the rest of us who have overcome adversity by changing their reality. I'd like to identify a few and their ability to overcome. As you will recall, Albert Einstein didn't talk until he was four years old and his school teachers dismissed him as an idiot who would never amount to anything. He did eventually graduate, but wasn't able to find a job for two years. When he finally did find employment as an assistant patent examiner, he was passed over for promotion until he fully mastered machine technology. That was it. He couldn't have cared less about machine technology. Einstein changed his area of emphasis, immersed himself in the study of something he did care about, and went on, mind you, to develop the theory of relativity. This was no idiot. In fact, Einstein is now hailed as one of the great geniuses of the world. How about Bill Gates, one of the richest persons in the world? He couldn't seem to do anything right. When his first business failed, he went back to the drawing board, changed his focus, redefined his approach, and came up with Microsoft's first product. The rest is history. Growing up in a rough Brooklyn neighborhood, Jay-Z always dreamed of making it big as a rapper. But if you remember, not one record label thought he had any talent. Refusing to give up on his dream, he changed direction, creating his own record label and producing his own album. His net worth is in excess of $500 million. Time ranked him in 2013 as one of their most influential people in the world. Everybody knows and loves Oprah Winfrey. Oprah was fired from her television job because she wasn't suited for TV, mind you. Analyzing the reason for her failure, she changed her approach, got a new co-host, focused on her love of human interest stories, and started over again. Those changes led to her multi-award winning nationally syndicated talk show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, the highest rated program of its kind in history. She is the greatest Black philanthropist in American history. And according to some, she is the most influential woman in the world. We all remember Thomas Edison. Though estimates vary, he apparently suffered anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 failures on his way to inventing the light bulb. Each time, he made subtle changes and tried again. As he told one reporter, he didn't consider his efforts a failure. He just found 10,000 ways that won't work. But he kept changing what he was doing. And today, we have light. I hope you are inspired and empowered by these people. I hope, too, that you are ready to move forward in changing your own life circumstances. What then can you do to change? First of all, you need to decide, really decide, that it's worth it to make a change. After all, life is tough, and the path of least resistance sometimes consists of just giving up. And sometimes things just seem to get harder and harder. So it can be overwhelming to even consider change. You're the one and probably the only one who can decide something different for yourself. And that's the first step. With that, you also need to believe in yourself. If you don't believe, 
it's likely you'll be stuck forever in your circumstances, as difficult as they are. When you don't believe you will continue to suffer doubt, depression, negativity, and distress, instead of envisioning change, you'll probably say to yourself, oh, well, that's just life. But that's not just life. Life isn't supposed to be something you just endure. Life is supposed to be filled with adventure and things to look forward to. I've always loved the advice of U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt. He said, believe you can and you're halfway there. When you simply believe you discover the opposite is true, anything is possible. And when anything is possible, there are endless ways to change your circumstances. You'll start to gravitate toward people who encourage and inspire you. Actively look for inspiring stories, quotes, and scriptures. If you can, start each day reading or watching something that inspires you. You'll see ways of approaching things differently that will enable you to make changes that will improve things often in dramatic ways. Best of all, your focus will no longer be on the adversity, but on what you can do about it. As you work to make positive changes, one of the best things you can do is really define your passion in life. The thing that makes you light up inside and that gives you a reason to get up in the morning. Some things you can do to change. One, once you find and follow your passion, you will see that you are happier, that you smile more, that you're more positive, and that you're more creative. Two, Pursuing your passion will probably require that you get out of your usual routine, try something different, or develop a new habit. Any and all of these are great ways to start. Along with getting your creative juices flowing, you'll get to experience new things and may just find something completely different that changes everything. Be aware that making change takes hard work. You're the one who needs to put in the effort and invest the blood, sweat, and tears to make it happen. Nobody else can do it for you. That may sound like too much right now. And you may worry that all the things happening in your life are already sucking up every sliver of strength and energy you have. You may honestly believe you don't have anything left in reserve, nothing to invest in any kind of brand new endeavor. Believe me. Just try. Again, believe me when I tell you, just try. I'm convinced you will surprise even yourself with what you can pull out of the depths of that beat up soul. I know, and deep down inside, you know that you're much stronger than you think. So dig deep down, tap into your inner strength and make it happen. The very best changes, the ones that will bring the greatest rewards, take the most work to accomplish. One of the keys to doing that work is to connect with others, especially people who inspire you. Share your passion, have similar interests, and can support you in your efforts. Adversity tends to isolate you. You find yourself withdrawing in an attempt to just make it through. But staying connected to other people is key to everything in life, including your health. Numerous studies by respected researchers show 
that the social support that comes from being connected protects us against the damaging effects of stress, including the disruption that often accompanies adversity, improves heart health, boosts immunity, and may even help you live longer. Once you start down the path to change, do whatever you can to keep your desire strong. That desire will determine whether you follow through and make the change or whether you sink back into the adversity and simply give up. In order to keep your desire strong, muster the courage to keep going. Be willing to get back up, dust yourself off, and move forward again every time you fall down. Refuse to let failure define you. Sharpen your vision. Surround yourself with those who will support and encourage you. And whatever you do, do it now. Stop waiting. Change is not going to occur on its own, no matter how long you wait or how fervently you wish for it, unless you take the steps to make it happen. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. PFAM, thank you for tuning in today. You have been inspired and empowered, and you now know that quitting is never the option. Allow me to leave you with Romans 8, 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.